0: Welcome everybody to today's Property Investor Masterclass. Now, this is the Intelligence Series and the reason I'm doing this is because I want you all to be more intelligent investors because the more intelligent you are, the better results you're going to get. Now, for those of you who've been listening to me on my series, you'll realise that I am actually on tour at the moment. So, I'm on my boat. This is a picture of the boat. It's not actually the real background. The real background is a little bit dark at the moment. The lighting isn't good. So I will be sharing you uh, with you all of the updates for the week. Now, if you're listening to this on a podcast, either on Spotify or on uh, iTunes, I really, really want you to go across to my website at some time, either now or in the future, and have a look at all the charts that I've got for you because they show you the real picture. They give you the full insight into what's going on. So let's get going into the masterclass for the week. Let me just share my screen with you guys. Here we go. Now, when we start talking about what's happening in the market, I think it's really important to focus on the facts. What do the facts actually say? Well, that's what this masterclass is going to be about. It's gonna be a little bit different from some of the other ones that we've gone through. But these facts tell us a very clear story of what the markets are doing. And more importantly, they'll tell us a story of the urgency if you don't want to get left behind. So that's what I want to cover with you guys this week. So first up, we've got here a few facts. Now, the first one is that over the last two centuries, about 90% of the world's millionaires have actually been created out of investing in real estate. Now, in recent years, that's changed a little bit because obviously we've had a lot of technology investors and you know a few cryptos of late and things like that that have been the front runners. But For the average investor, it's actually property investing that is your best opportunity to become wealthy and to set yourself up for the rest of your life. It's also a fact that house prices are the highest they have ever been. Now, that's pretty cool, Um, especially when we look back. I mean, we've had a bit of a lull in the last few years between 2017 and the beginning of, uh, you know, the end of 2019, the beginning of COVID. Uh, but we've caught up to those figures now, and we now need to catch up with all of the growth that would normally have taken part to or taken taken pace during that period of time uh, if it wasn't for the APRA intervention. Apra has intervened, and what they've done is they have uh, they've really, slowed the market between 2017 through to the end of 2019. And then, of course, we all know we had COVID. So we've got a lot of catching up to do. So even though the media is out there talking about this bubble in the in the property market and all of these kind of things, what's actually going on is that we are catching up and we're catching up between where we are, where we have been back in 2017 and where the normal growth over these periods of time, the last four years would have gone. And we're not there yet, which means there's a lot more to come, which means you need to get cracking. You need to get very, very, um, you know, urgent in your actions and in your uh, in your activities to catch up to, to uh, the market that's moving so quickly. It's a fact that Australians are property centric. Now, why are we property centric? Well, get a load of this. $8.4 trillion in Australia in real estate. In superannuation, we hold $3.1 trillion. In listed stocks, which is all of the, the big companies with the large commercial properties and things like that, $2.7 trillion. When it comes to commercial real estate, $963 billion. We've got 10. Six million dwellings in Australia. Uh, what else we got? Fifty-three percent of our wealth is actually held in real estate. Now, this is a stark difference to America. For example, they are stocks and shares mad, and they hold most of their uh, most of their their wealth and their holdings in stocks and shares. We don't. We run to property, and this is an, another reason why property is marching on so quickly. Last year, now obviously last year was a little bit of a down year, but from uh, June to June, where we are at the end of June to the end of June, we've got $553 million transacted in, uh, in property sales. Sorry, that is 553 million sales equating to $337 billion in sales. Now, when you work that out, it works out to the fact that we're transacting, at the moment at least, about a billion dollars worth of real estate a day. That isn't per week, that's per day, or around 30 billion per month. So, you can see why there's been such a an uplift in the property market because during all of this time that we've had a downturn in the in the um, in the prices from 2017 through to 2019, what's been happening at the same time is a lot of the supply chain has been cutting back. So with the supply chain being reduced and uh, the demand continuing to increase through all of that space of time we've got a problem. And the problem is being sorted out by price increases. So prices are increasing so that demand will reduce to meet up with supply. But we're a long way from that at the moment. Let me just share my screen again with you. Uh, Where are we now? Oh, share my screen. Here we go. Um, I want to share with you a few more, more charts. Now, This next chart here, it shows just what's happened to house prices as we have uh, gone through uh, the COVID period of time. So you can see that we started in about mm, really March, April last year. 2020. And we take that as a baseline across all the capital cities. You can see all of the capital cities have increased, even Melbourne, who was dragging the chain for a long, long time there. Even Melbourne has started to get higher than the pricing that they were uh, a bit over 12 months ago now. So that's a good news story, uh, but it's only just the start. The start of this story, you know, the end of this story is going to be a lot further away from where we are now. We are going to see dramatic increases in property over the next couple of years. Now, another thing that's happening in the property market is that rents are up. So as rents continue to rise, and in the month of May, they actually rose 5.6% just in one month. Isn't that incredible? So as they continue to rise, what happens is that people start to flow into investments that give them a higher yield. And obviously, property is giving a great yield at the moment and uh, people are jumping out of other investments to actually put into the property market. On top of that, we've got this, this general phenomena going on, and this is happening right around the world. This isn't an Australian chart. This is actually an American chart, but the same applies to Australia. The rich are getting richer, and the divide between the poor and the rich is getting greater. Now, why do you think that's the case? Well, let me tell you, it's because of property and investment holdings. Those who own the most investments during periods of time, like we're going through right now, will do the best. So when we can take two choices of actions here, we can either sit back and we can go, oh no, you know, we've you know, the rich are getting richer and poor me and all that kind of stuff but that's the wrong attitude. You see, that's a lack attitude. What you've got to do is you've got to think, okay, so how can I get on that line? How can I get on the higher, uh, richer getting richer line? And the way to do that is to own more property. Now, a lot of people think that you need to have a lot of money to get into property, and that's just not true. What we do in I Love Real Estate is we teach you how to get into property regardless of whether you've got any money or not. I've had students that have gone out with very, very little, some of them in really poor income circumstances and have been able to get into a little one, then into another one, then into another, and ultimately be able to support themselves and build a passive income because that's what it's all about. So you can see there that the top quartile or no it's not a quartile it's the top fifth of the um, of the population the wealthiest top fifth are the ones who control uh, you know 80% of the money and that really comes down to that 80-20 rule that you know we've all talked about before how eighty percent of the um, the 20% of the population controls 80% of the world's riches. Well that's really showing it through here. And as I say the way that you need to to uh, correct your own personal circumstances, not to be in the 80, but to be in the 20, is to actually get into property. And it starts with learning. It starts with learning. It starts with knowledge. It starts with the ability to be able to see through any of the problems that you may see yourself having right now. So another fact is that we have a, are officially out of recession. So uh, recession is two consecutive quarters of negative growth or negative GDP. What we're seeing now is we're well and truly past that. We've had uh, two consecutive periods of positive growth. So we're, we're well and truly out of the recession basis. But what that also means is that the, uh, you know, the, the trend line now is going to be set at a much higher level. So you've missed the bottom of the market, I'm afraid. It's uh, It's gone. The 2020s were the time to be getting into the most property you possibly could. And if you'd be listening to me for any length of time in my, in my weekly updates, you will have heard me say that back in 2020. Goodness me, now's the time to get excited. Now's the time to get in and start buying property. Well, if you haven't yet, doesn't matter. We've still got a long uh, road ahead of us, but we need to get started. There is urgency in what we're talking about. You do need to start to, um, you know, to, to start to take heed of this. You can't just sit back anymore. It's time to get a wriggle on. Business confidence is back. In fact, business confidence is booming. You can see in this chart here how uh, we're higher than we have been for the last ten odd years. Uh, the business conference. they're investing in, in um, employment, they're investing in business, they're investing in capital expenditure, and this is a good thing because that's what makes the economy go round. You can see here how uh, profitability is up for businesses, trading is up, and employment is up. They're the three key elements that we want to see for a, an emerging uh, you know, economy out of a downturn like we've had. One of the things that is a little bit of a a misnomer is the fact that people think we are so unaffordable at the moment. But in fact, as this chart shows us, we are the most affordable we have been in 40 years. In fact, it was the early 80s was the last time that we were this affordable. Because you see, affordability is a factor of house prices, wages, and interest rates. Interest rates being our biggest cost. Interest rates are so low at the moment. Our wages are, you know, are reasonable. They, they probably need a little bit of a lift, but they're reasonable. And, uh, but house prices are, are starting to go up. If you look back, and I, I said this earlier in the presentation, if you look back and you go to where we were um, at the, uh, the end of 2017, we've only just regained ground. So that really has to be taken into account. When you listen to mainstream media about this hype and everything, and oh my goodness, we're so unaffordable. The figures show we're not. And this is the fact, we are not. We are actually the most affordable we've been for 40 years. And unemployment, my goodness, we have rebounded so well. This chart here shows you the last three recessions that we've had. Now, everybody thinks that we had a recession through uh, GDP, uh, GDP, through GFC, but we didn't because we didn't have those two consecutive periods of, um, of, of negative growth. In fact, we only had one, then we had it up and then we had another one negative. Didn't constitute an actual technical recession. So the last three recessions we've had, are uh, the last one was back in the early 90s. I don't know whether you remember Paul Keating very famously saying that this is the recession that we all had to have. And then we had the one in the early uh, 19, uh, 1981, um, which was the, the previous one before that. So, you know, we're, we're having them roughly every, uh, every um uh, 18 to 10, depending on what it is, a, a part of the cycle there. But we're seeing them, you know, regularly, on a regular basis. But look how quickly we have come out of The unemployment rebound that we've had this time compared to the other two. You can see it took two years to get unemployment back up to where it was pre recession back in the 80s, but it took four years to get the economy back to uh, employment that we saw in the 90s. Whereas for for COVID, it took less than a year. So this has been a really, really um, quick turnaround. And that's being shown here when you look at the figures across the world. You can see here that only in this chart, Australia and New Zealand are the only ones that have really recovered quickly and are back up into the positive above where they were pre-COVID levels. Poor old Peru's down there at the bottom. They're really suffering. Um, New Zealand's doing a little bit better than us and the closest to us is actually Japan, but they're still in the negative. We're up there in the positives, which is great to see. Another fact that I thought I'd bring to your attention is the fact that we, through COVID, saved so much more than we normally do. And this chart shows just how much we saved through 2020 and through COVID. Now, that was probably one of the factors that actually put us into our negative um, our negative GDP, because when we stop spending, well, the economy goes into a bit of a stall. But what it also did is it meant that we gained wealth. See, a lot of that saving went into paying down debts and, to, uh, and into savings accounts. So that's something that you know has really stood us well as we move forward out of COVID. And you can see here in this chart, next fact that I want to share with you is that household wealth is up 7% from what it was a year ago, despite the worst recession in decades. The average person's wealth is up there close to $500,000. And that is as at the end of, uh, end of December 2020. So um, it's, it's probably risen a whole lot more by now because of what we've seen with uh, house prices increasing. And if 53% of our wealth is held in real estate across the board, that figure will actually have topped the $500,000 mark and gone higher. So, you know, we're all a lot wealthier than we were pre-COVID, believe it or not. Residential property uh, rental vacancies are extremely low. The only one that's really bucking the, the figures here is Melbourne. And that is because Melbourne has a massive oversupply of units, apartments. And until that apartment market is taken up in the, uh, through the demand chain, that supply, um, it's going to remain there. Now we're getting there, you can start to see those figures starting to come down. Sydney is a little bit that way, but look at the rest of them. Everybody else has all low, low vacancies. In fact, so low that most of them are below 1% vacancies, which is an incredibly low figure. So that's a good thing to see. Um, now, Another fact that I want to share with you is that money is being lent out at similar rates as it was in 2017 before APRA stuck their sticky nose in and started to uh, restrict the banks in their lending policies. Obviously, we had the Royal Commission and we had a whole lot of other stuff going on after that. But uh, they they pushed it too far. They they absolutely pushed it too far. Uh, there was a knee jerk reaction, and of course now they've swung the other way and want to see figures uh, start to increase in lending. So they've made it a lot easier for um, for people to start borrowing, um, and this this really shows that how borrowing started to pick up now uh, through the through the this second half of the financial year. Um, really since since January, we've really started to pick up there. And we're at similar levels now as we were back in 2017. Another fact I thought I'd share with you that apparently, <laughs> I don't know about this, but apparently we are the wealthiest individuals in the world. Now this was done at the beginning of the, uh, of the year. So for 2019-2020 financial year, um, end of 2020. Now our wealth increase is largely due to house price increases. I believe that this will um, will change as we as we get the figures for the end of June. And the reason for that is we've had massive, massive increases in uh, pricing, but so too have a lot of other countries. So you know, we're starting to see some movement in these charts. But as we sat at that point in time, we were the wealthiest country in the world. Isn't that great? All right, back to interest rates. Now, when we look at interest rates, um, we're incredibly low. In fact, you know, it was way back uh, in the even last 40 odd years that we've seen anything near where we are. You know, the the uh, early 90s when we had that last recession, we did have interest rates uh quite low then but the figure is not actually where we are because we've never seen interest rates as low as they are right now. The official rate of 0.1% is ridiculous, um ridiculously low. But when you the, the better measure of interest rates is the, um, the measure between household interest payments, because that's really what determines how affordable we are in this country. And when you look at household interest payments as a percentage of our disposable income, it was in the 90s, the early 90s, that we have seen the, uh, our interest payments as a percentage of our wages where they are right now. It got very high around GFC and dropped obviously when we had GFC, and crept up again. But these are incredibly low figures where we are now. So, you know, that's a, that's a great thing which it really points to the fact that you do need to take action because that's not going to last. It's certainly not going to last, guys. You need to get a wriggle on. You need to get educated. You need to take up one of my, my breakthrough sessions that I'm offering you for free with one of my advisors to show how we can help you through that. We don't sell real estate. Um, all you need to do is to go to iloverealestate.tv forward slash questions forward slash. You can actually book into a free 60-minute breakthrough session with my advisor. Now, what they're going to do, so I want you to be prepared, is I want, to, want you to Um, have a good idea of what your goals are, because when you know what your goals are, then you'll be able to to really get some benefit out of these sessions because they will go through how we can help you achieve those goals. Um, Because the longer you leave it, the harder it's going to be to achieve them in this cycle. So we really, you know, you really do need to get a wriggle on now. So just a little bit of a recap. Interest rates are down. Uh, the market is moving very quickly. We are the most affordable we have been in a long time. When we start looking at uh, lending, lending is getting easier. It is easier for us now to, uh, you know, to to borrow money and invest in real estate, uh, to, and and it's a no-brainer. I mean, that's what we need to be doing. Restrictions are being lifted, uh, and those who have the most exposure to property will be the wealthiest into the future. It's a no brainer. And now is that time to act. So I really, really encourage you, I stress on you to take one of up one of those real estate breakthrough sessions with one of my advisors. They are free. And uh, it is the, that is what it's required. You've got to take action in order to have the success. And the sooner you take action, the more of this upshift that we are seeing right now, the better. Now you can make money in any market, but when a market is running with you, you can make a lot more. And it is, now is the time to really make some serious wealth. So that's it for me guys this week. I hope you've enjoyed the, uh, the the masterclass for the week. I'll be back again next week to share some more updates with you. Bye for now.